There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We would like to acknowledge the Chumash, Keech, and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay our respects to the elders, both past, present, and emerging. Sound it or Dolly, threw a great party. We all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Ioni Sky. Benjamin Michael Lee. I got a really interesting email this week. What is that? The subject matter is your Google search feedback. Yeah. And I didn't remember giving any feedback on a Google search. Oh, it's yours, not about it's, it's you. To me, it says, thank you for submitting your feedback for Ioni Sky. <laughs> Here's what you suggested for Ioni Sky. Mm-hmm. It's Ioni Sky here. Can I change my photo? I, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> if accepted, <laughs> suggestions will be updated on Google search. Really? Where they were, no, no, but wait, Ioni. <laughs> You emailed Google <laughs> because you didn't like the search results? No, it's just that ev- there's a certain picture. This yeah, sounds it comes so- up when people Google search you. Yeah, yeah and I want to, there's so many nice pictures of me and I just don't like that one. But do you, do you think there's someone sitting at Why Google? Why are you so- getting this? You must have done it from my computer. And they're going to try. No, they're not. <laughs> really? They're, they're not going to try at all. There is no one sitting there going, oh, Ioniska doesn't like the first photo that comes up with her on a Google search. Let's let's get her opinion on which one it should be. My hair is really flat. It's for the camping uh, premiere and mm-hmm. they flat ironed my hair and it just, it's fine. It's, I'm not, I'm not superficial. <laughs> <laughs> but in the scheme of things that Google are dealing with, where do you think this would rank in terms of like being a priority? Do you think somebody like super famous would be able to change it? Like Jennifer Aniston? I've never heard of anybody being able to, tra- I, I guess there are like these companies that scrub the internet for things that are like damaging to your reputation, but I've never heard of, for vanity <laughs> reasons, people well, being able to change a photo on Google by emailing a general inquiries <laughs> email on Google search. The one that I really think I want to do that's more important is when you look up our house, it shows our neighbor's house and the in the photo. Okay. And when you do Google Maps or whatnot, and just for sort of, yeah, I don't know, deliveries. You or, want people to be able to find us more yeah, easily. Yeah, they give yeah. the neighbors. And the neighbors, I have a feeling, like, will take this stuff. Not like, I don't know, the food, I, I think once Wait, or twice. What? Yes, I feel like once I went down to get food, and they were like, aw, like they wanted it or something. I'm like, no. You're accusing our neighbors of stealing our Unless restaurant Unless he has deliveries. a very dry sense of humor. Right. He seemed very into, like, getting this order. This is our 21st episode. We're legal, baby. We're ah, legal. That's good. It feels like an accomplishment to make it to 21. I know. I love I love that. We get the keys to the podcast kingdom. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, it's happened. So we have a backlog of questions that okay. people wanted to ask us because we didn't we do just, a proper. We did an announcement. But I hope everyone enjoyed that trailer we shared for Jello Biafra's podcast that's coming out through Weirder Together Network. I'm sure they enjoyed the trailer. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you can check that out in our feed. It's the a trailer for Renegade Roundtable. But okay. we do have yeah, a backlog let's of questions. Jump in. So let's jump into them and see yeah. what there is. Hey, Ben and Ioni. It's Kat here from Brisbane. I have been loving watching both of you raising up and broadcasting the work of um, young and emerging artists from Australia and people who may have established careers here but haven't received the international attention and and love that they really deserve. Um, I'm thinking people like Mulrat and Thelma Plum and Washington and Emily Waramara and Gordy. Um, ben, I know in your career, it seemed that you received some really nurturing mentorship really early on that helped you find your footing and find your voice um, and made you know and to the rest of the world. Ioni, you started out really young in your creative work as well. I don't know whether you received the sort of um, Benevolent and altruistic attention that Ben did. I could be wrong. I hope I am. I'm wondering from your experiences as young artists, what sort of lessons you learned that you now apply in your relationships to people who are starting out or who are needing to grow bigger. Um, what was helpful? What was nourishing to you? Um, and maybe even what wasn't helpful? Love to hear your thoughts. Love you. Love the pod. Love your work and your play. Bye. Yeah, you had you had nurturers. Well, yeah, I had like in music, you know, there's a bit more of a clear path sometimes with mentorship. Like Steve Pav helped me out and then Thurston from Sonic Youth and Mike D. But it was interesting because some of – I definitely got a leg up through people helping me, but I also learned just about the fragility of young people's creativity a little bit. And the reality is like Mike and Thurston and those guys, they were in their twenties and it's actually, they were still kids. Like yeah. when I look back now, like I was being, I was a child unequipped. being mentored yeah. by children. And so it's a bit different when you're in your forties and fifties and stuff. I but. know. I always think of Jennifer Garner when I worked with her, uh, she often played a mom of a kid and she would sort of make sure they were okay. Cause it's sort of confusing for the kids. That's sort of a oh, like in Nathan note. Fielder. Yes. Yes, the rehearsal. Um, but I had a nice, my first manager, I think my first manager, she was sort of uh, maternal and that was nice. And she was actually a good person. That helps. But I, I, I don't know that I, I mean, I think about Moon Zappa who, I just think about people when I was young who recognized, like she recognized I had a sense of humor and I didn't even know that. And she said one day, you're funny. And that made a big difference. But career in my and but she, they were more, that was more like a peer. Yes. Not a older. Yes. And she did. I mean, I had people who would connect me. Like she sort of connected me to Cameron Crowe. Did directors take on, did you sense they had a feeling of responsibility when they were working with younger no. actors? No. I mean, no. But no, I think they just, like you're working. So you're, you know. I mean, I'm very maternal, but when I've directed kids in shorts and whatnot, like, I mean, I feel warmly toward them, but. I'm sort of like, this is, you've got your parents, this is your life. Yeah, I don't like always form a bond or anything. But I think in general, I, I really think have. for people that love culture, like we love learning about new filmmakers and musicians and writers, that it's natural to 
appreciate what's coming out from young people as opposed to like the type of creative people that get really stuck just in only appreciating things from their generation. I think we both have like a hunger and an interest in what's new and exciting. Yes. I mean, even dropping off our kid at school, I'm always not mesmerized, but I love like the teenagers. It just the the energy and what looking at what they're wearing. And I don't know, I just find they're, they're really inspiring or something. And you can have both. Like you look at people like say Rick Rubin that works with a lot of sort of heritage older artists and helping them come back, but is also keeping his eye on what's coming out of music. I think there's like a really beautiful balance where you appreciate your roots, but you're also interested in nourishing. Well, who who do you think the caller was referring to for you? No, she was saying, for me, just having bands, I think bands really took me under their wing. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were already saying that. Yeah, yeah. I I think from I can't think. Uh, can you think of anyone that for you? Um, I mean, my brother. Well, you were really taken under Anthony Kiedis's wing oh. from a very young age, <laughs> <laughs> a form of mentorship. Broken wing, like <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Wasn't that a song? By a little wing. Little wing. Oh, <laughs> it must be a poem called Broken Wing. Hello, Ben and Ioni. This is mostly a question for Ben, but I would always love to hear from Ioni. Um, I had a question about groupies. Do you feel that through your, geez, 25 years of touring and being in music that groupies are kind of an overstated thing? You know, does it really happen that much? And, you know, how has it progressed throughout the years? Do you think it's less common now? Um, Or do you think it's still really common? Um, Yeah, that's all. Thank you. Talking about groupies. Groupies. I got a shock when I saw your groupies for the first time after seeing, for example, well, the Beastie Boys and the Chili Peppers because I dated, well, married one, dated, and even my brother's sort of bands. The groupies were, well, firstly, the Beastie Boys and Chili Peppers had a lot of dudes, but I got a shock your groupies, maybe because you were doing like a college circuit, but they were like young and healthy and beautiful and I thought oh boy this is well I wouldn't even call them groupies I mean right, the, 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 the I the fans uh like groupies refers to me to a specific type of like fan that wants to have a conquest over artists and it's part of their it's part of their artistry and part of their identity whereas I think more with especially in indie rock, it's there are hookups that happen between the band and sure, the audience, sure. but it's a little bit more because they're on an equal level. Like the bands may be hanging out after the show and having drinks and all of that. But it's really funny, like this whole thing that was well, not funny, but like this whole conversation that came out of the Win Butler thing, um, the Arcade Fire yeah. guy, was it was interesting that you saw a generational divide over the concept of sexual relations between an artist and their audience members. Yeah. And some of what was being brought up was about the power, the difference in power dynamic, which in a way, if you take that to its natural conclusion, then maybe there shouldn't be relationships between artists and their audience. But where the time we grew up, that was a very, that was seen as like, the perks of being in a band, like you got into a band to meet potential sexual partners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so interesting. Like the Pamela DeBar, I'm with the band. It felt they, well, they were the plaster casters, right? It felt like they, 
they sort of took it and it felt kind of empowered and maybe it's not, but I feel like it was sort of empowered. And my mom has been called a groupie, but she was hanging out with all the people as friends and just happened to have, you know, sex with a lot of iconic musicians. But yeah, and I I, I, I don't know. But then you had one quote unquote groupie who followed you to India when you used to go a lot and she stayed there, remember? <laughs> <laughs> They're fans, but I did nothing. Fan. Nothing What's the difference sexually. with fan and groupie? Well, groupie implies that there's the goal of the relationship right. is that there's some kind of sexual consummation. Yeah. I right? mean, it depends on also people's frame of minds. Like there's a groupie that ends up marrying the musician. I know one or two and they started as a groupie, but they were a general groupie for a lot of different bands. They weren't just focused on the one band. And sometimes they ended up marrying, you know, people in the band. But I think it's also if someone's state of mind, of course, they have to be of a certain age and health, have a healthy capacity. And it depends on the musician, what their capacity is like. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to keep learning and because some of this stuff with power dynamics generationally, we're actually becoming aware of things yeah. that we didn't know. I'm sure. willing to keep learning, but my gut reaction is that there's nothing implicitly wrong with consensual sex between the performers and their audience. The thing that makes me sad is sometimes I sense that women want to be musicians. Yeah, that's right. And I feel that's like right. they're warming their hands by the fire. And I, But some, like this one person I know is, is very successful in, in her own right. And it is interesting, like my mother loves musicians and music. And I, and I sometimes wonder, is this a misplaced creativity? But sometimes it's not like they just happen to have their creativity in another area and they also like being around me. I love being around musicians. There's that great poem by William Butler Yeats, Leader and the Swan, about Zeus came down in the form of a swan and raped a young, yeah. beautiful girl uh, and the who was bathing in the lake. And the whole question of it was about basically what did she get out of the exchange? Yeah. Um, and it is interesting when you're talking about power in those types of dynamics, because there often is like the quest for identity and expression. Yeah. But that being said too, I think most of the sexual choices that people make in their late teens and early 20s are kind of like bad choices. Sure. So, so like, I think so. I, I don't think there's much. Uh, I mean, you kind yeah. of like can't help yourself, but they're all pretty bad. I mean, I don't know if they teach you. I guess you're learning, but I feel like it's funny. I wouldn't, you know, how can you say don't have sex until you're 20? But, you know, and certainly, you know, I did before, but all So what you're saying is you believe in abstinence yes, before marriage. Yes, I think... Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> everything it's proven but, to work too as a, as a strategy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're mostly negative, even if they're not. I don't know why, but then at a certain point, I feel you start learning from them emotionally. For I don't know. Yeah, I'll say one thing though. Just I'm not from saying the negative. But as, I'm saying I often, fortunately, was the one who pushed for them and wanted them. But I'm just saying yes. But as a performer, just like anyone that I, you know kissed or whatever like like had experiences with when neck. i the way i neck any any heavy petting that took place when i look back i do so with no sense of condescension or like whatever the concerns are about the way performers look at like i look at 
those as human beings that I had experiences with the same as like in a dating situation. Well, yeah. Did you think of them as sort of like I performed? Like, what's your point of view? Because for the audience member, and I've been a, I'm sure I've been like a groupie type mentality where you're watching the band and you're sort of like, oh, I like the singer, but I kind of like the guitar player. And oh, the bass player is cute. And, you know, you go around and you, you know, I'm not plotting to sleep with one of them, but as the you're caught up in their talent and i've done this with actors on performing on a stage or anyone with talent and you think oh i want to sleep with them and i wonder what the point of view of the person who's being watched well it's similar it's like you know you're looking at potential connections and there are there's maybe one or that you feel a particular excitement about but but you're not thinking they're talented you're like wow that'll well, be fun. i mean you're watching them watch you right it's not i don't know maybe that is a talent but it's I've more i've never just, had that that would I, I feel like that i mean i don't know that probably would be fun yeah i mean the but the thing is as a performer the, the window of opportunity of stepping off stage and you don't have to introduce yourself right because it's hard to meet people everyone knows that and and i look at in terms of like the night after the arias in 2006 or whenever it was when awake is a new sleep did really well the next day i negotiated a a new publishing deal right because where i got a pretty big advance and everything because you took advantage of the momentum of coming off winning some awards and it's the same kind of thing like when you have a big moment when the spotlight's on you and you know you're looking at your most attractive that's the moment you might find a romantic partner together together. i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com/people today Hi, beautiful parents, if that's what we're to call you. If we're the beautiful babies, are you the beautiful parents? Because, I don't know, is it getting weird? Um, Look, uh, a long one, but I promise you it will be good at the end. So uh, I've just come out of probably the most stressful period of my life uh, in the last two weeks. Um, My, yeah, my wife, we've got a four-year-old, Aero, and uh, my wife's pregnant with our next child. It's going to be a girl, Tiggy. There's a world exclusive. That's her name. We've already named it before she's born. But uh, yeah, due in December, and we're building our dream house. Like it's right on the ocean, on the south coast, and something I and we've been working hard as a family for many, many years. And uh, anyway, so we've had a huge falling out with the builder, and you know it's he's liquidated and run away and, uh, you know, huge disagreements with solicit. It's just been very, very stressful, very stressful period of our lives. And, uh, yeah. And I guess, cause I'm the one who wanted to build the house. I feel like all the pressure's on me to sort of get it done and I'm failing. And, uh, I guess, uh, when all this was happening a couple of weeks ago, Ben, your song cowards came on and it just, on your album and it, you know, full of piss and vinegar and that's what I've been doing and trying so hard and just not 
backing down from these periods in your life where you're really stressed and but you've got these bullies and psychopathic people around you but just standing up to them and I guess I just wanted to say thank you that uh you wrote that song because it it just really got me through something that uh yeah I never really want to experience again like uh, sort of a big emotional breakdown and yeah anyway I'm rebuilding now and uh yeah just taking care of myself but I guess yeah anyway thanks guys Oh my god, I'm crying. From groupies to contractors. Oh, that's wow, that so is a very incredible. emotional thing. It's hard for I don't want to say men. That sounds so bad. I shouldn't say that. But just the the responsibility of I think anyone in a in a family that takes on the responsibility of leadership, yeah, which of can you can take turns with. Let's are, rewind the tape. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. We're learning together. Um, <laughs> but I think. I think anytime you've got a family and one person says, I've got an idea, yeah, guys, team, let's do this, there is the, the risk oh, of leadership. I I, it's huge. I, I mean, the respons- I was not prepared for the responsibility of parenting. And that's why rewinding the tape is correct, because any person who has a kid, I mean, even the littlest things like picking my kid up on time or getting something right for them it's it's so heavy i mean obviously keeping them alive but it's just yeah it's weird that the sense of responsibility i mean why would it be weird but i also think it's important not to conflate courage with success Mm. because courage is its own reward like you try things because that that's what that song he's talking about it's a song where um the opening verse. Maybe we'll. I'll, I'll play it as oh, we yeah. close out the episode. But it's a song about basically saying, like, let's not be cowards. Let's yeah. try things in life. Yeah. And that does include failure. Yeah. And it's funny, Goldie, our daughter, just had her bat mitzvah, and that was in my speech to her kind of what I was saying, that you're going – you're going to fail. You're going to miss out. Yeah. You're not going to get that was great. everyone that you have a crush on is not going to be madly in love with you yeah. in return. You're not going to get every job. But there's something in the trying and you have a good batting average. Right. You just try over and over again. And in the larger scheme of things, your your life will come out to have more meaning. But it it can be very bumpy. Sure. Yeah, that's so important to 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 fail. I know they tell you that in school, like failing is how you learn. And, and it's all sort of goes in one ear and out the other until you really have these experiences. And yeah, that's really- So we you feel know. you, man. We, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We have, and, and you know, I think part of it too is just in terms of leadership and creativity, it also involves having the courage to admit where you've made mistakes. And you might have to go back to your wife, your partner, and just say, Thanks for trusting me, but we need to pivot. We yeah. need to change because that can happen too. And that's all part of leadership. Your mistakes are so, so funny and different. Mine or his? Yours. Mine, They're yeah. just funny and not your typical mistakes that it's sort of a fascinating. I, I believe in even making my mistakes with originality and uniqueness. <laughs> that was an amazing bounty of calls. And what beautiful calls, actually. I know, really them. beautiful. If you want to send a voice note, you can do that to weirdertogetherpod at gmail.com. I like us being the dads and mom. I love beautiful, beautiful parents. parents. Beautiful mommy and daddy. Here we are. I know. Please rate and review our pod on Apple Podcasts if you're It's almost there. Halloween. What are you going to be? What are you going to be? Uh, don't let us know. Just think about it. It. 
What and should we be? What should what should we be? I don't know. Oh, you know what we need what? to wear though? We just got given a gift. Oh yes. From a super okay. fan, Lisa Giramonti, that is going to be I'm gonna put that on our socials with the release of this it's episode. So cool. But it's an it was an amazing weirder together super fan gift. So thank Aww. you, Lisa, if you're listening. And uh okay, we'll end with cowards. This is from my new record, I'm fun and Beautiful Baby. Beautiful baby, see you later. Put my hands in the fire I like to climb a little higher It wasn't easy for the family I was born into I never asked permission To just start living Cause that's what cowards do When I was young and pretty Getting mugged in the city You could take my money If that's what you call fun But I learned not to back down I turn away from a shakedown Cause only cowards run Cowards come on fools Forget the things you learn in schools There are wonderful mistakes We're gonna make together Oh cowards can't you see There is air around to breathe And the love we make tonight Will last forever Full of fire and vigor A little piss and vinegar Keep my heart wide open But I'm not naive I don't believe in telling lies Or building life on compromise Cause that's what cowards believe We're looking up from the bottom can't deny there's problems It's clear we gotta swim Or else we're gonna sink I know it's gonna be difficult I'm sick of people who are cynical Cause that's how cowards think Oh, cowards, come on, dance You were born to take a chance There are answers unimagined We can find together Oh, cowards, can't you see There is air around to breathe And the music our hearts make Will last forever It'll last forever my hands in the fire I like to climb a little higher It wasn't easy for the family I was born into I never asked permission To just start living Cause that's what cowards do
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.